Hello, hello, dear friends, and uh, welcome to yet another Broken English podcast. Uh, I apologize for a short break, uh, but uh, finally we are recording a new episode uh, in Serbia, in a small town called Požega. And here with me I have two great friends of mine, uh, Miloš Bojović and Jelena Prljavić. And uh, I'm happy to record this episode in uh, their garden, in a small garage. And so happy to have you here. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Uh, Miloše, this is your hometown, if I understood, because we are actually in your garden recording. Uh, Požega is my hometown. I was born in Užice since the porodilište is yeah, bir- yeah. birth house, how it's called, <laughs> yeah, hospital, birth hospital, yeah. yes. was transferred three years prior my birth to Užice, so yeah, Požega is my hometown, but right. I was not born there. <laughs> yes, and there is, uh, we also have one uh, one intruder <laughs> in this podcast, <laughs> and this is my my friend Sasha, I mean, you know already. You will see the photos. <laughs> yes. And um, so why we are here today and since a couple of days actually in Požega, it's as we are taking part as a guest artist um, within the short documentary film festival. Yeah. Um, called Interaction. Interactions. I'm always confused. Is it Eva Lab or it's uh, Interactions? Mm. What is the what is the difference? I'm like I'm participating in this and I'm not sure what I'm participating in. Uh, I think that from this year, uh, name is slightly different. Uh, should I talk louder? Mm, no, I think that's fine. Yeah. Just put the microphone like this, like like no, yeah. Uh, so from this year, uh, the name of. The event is, yeah, Interaktia or Interaction, but somehow it is called Interaction Docs. Mm-hmm. But in previous years it was Interaktia as student film camp, it was uh, Interdoc as a documentary workshop, and it was Ivalab as uh, art residency. Yes, so uh, technically to explain a bit, Sasha and I were part of as a main guest artist uh, last year, but due pandemic we were doing it mo- mainly online and uh, as uh, some kind of on-site support and uh, to kind of um, um, bond with our local artists, Slajana, who is actually one of the organizers of this residency, put us in touch with Jelena and Miloš and uh, which are this year main resident artists of this festival so uh, Sasha and I also traveled here so that we are spending some time together and hopefully produce um, exhibition next year um, in form of moving image and uh, yeah so do during these couple of days we were speaking of we were watching a lot of short movies <laughs> and um, trying actually to understand whether there is a difference between um, 
you know this genre of what what it means short movie documentary and we as a artist that usually you would do video art and um yeah so maybe it would be uh Yelena also uh, won recently award for um short experimental movie mm-hmm. uh, slash video art film slash video, video art, art that, yes. that's how it yeah, was experimental film slash video art okay so you framed it like that no 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 no. it was framed the award was framed like that like the best experimental film slash video art but did they explain to you why it was um why did they put it like that why it could not just no be it's a category like that exists within the festival so oh. that's yeah 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 so there was uh, uh several categories and that was the one Okay. Yeah. But you m- won sort of the main awards of the whole yeah, festival. The, whole, uh, the the films that were uh, presented in that in that in group, that category. Yeah. Okay. And this was your first attempt to produce yeah. a movie, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that was the first time that I m- made something like that. Uh so it was completely like surprising especially because of you know this what we were discussing like difference what is video art what is film uh and um, and it was a f- first introduction actually through the workshop that it took place in Belgrade uh it was um the film was made during uh Bina summer film school uh it's uh, Bina uh means uh, Belgrade international um week of architecture uh <laughs> so yeah and um and it's uh this was the first time that they uh incorporated film like mm-hmm. within their program so it was an experiment for them as well um which i think ended up successfully because uh uh film school uh produced a lot of really interesting short films and made by uh artists like there was a lot of artists in that group uh and also people who are involved maybe more in film or less but there were a lot of like visual artists um and uh, also like architects um so we were also introduced in uh to the films that are dealing with architecture um which was which was for me really inspiring considering that i am like exploring architecture in my personal work and uh like visual art <laughs> uh <laughs> so uh it's uh, i don't know uh Slaj and Dan were also like leading that workshop um and there were other mentors uh from uh Serbia as well uh foreign mentors that were invited to join mm. as um uh, guest lecturers uh and it was really cool to um work collaborate with people from the field of architecture but that are who are exploring ar- architecture from a different uh kind of perspective like for example through sound through different like notions of space um and who are by themselves exploring film uh mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know how many days milosh it was like 10 to 12 days this workshop lasted and it was super intense uh because uh we came there with a topic the topic was if these walls could talk um and we were brought into this building it was a house of press in belgrade and we had like two days to i think still functioning or it yeah, was yeah it's 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 functioning it's like that's the that's the interesting part of the building is like this assemblage of like different um different spaces mm-hmm. that don't maybe uh, don't 
you know, work together. There is association of uh, journalists, right? Uh, yeah, National Press Association or, or National Press Center, something like that. Yeah, um, then... Um, cinema. Cinema, and then also on the top of the building, it's like a GoDaddy uh, American company. Uh, there is a basement that it's not visible to people, that it's actually... Um, Main it's in the main maintenance is happening there of the whole wind, but you cannot see it. And for me, that was the most uh, intriguing part uh, mm -hmm. because it's like completely, um, I don't know, like the walls, like everything is so um, mold is everywhere and it's like there is like tra traces of fire. So it's not at all... Um, um, preserved mm -hmm. in a human way. So there are now human conditions for work, but there is this one man that is working there, Zoran Mitkovic, who is um, who made that place to be really like warm, you know, like we would eat uh, beans there. Mm -hmm. Like he has a you know, kitchen and his place where he, you know, works and um, people gather there together. So um, it was uh, like a warm place within like this whole you know, moldy, dark uh, thing. And, um, but the, what was the most inspiring part was that that place that seems like completely dysfunctional is actually uh, bringing air. Like her, it, it provides whole building with air, with heat. So without it, GoDaddy on the top of the building could not function. Uh, and, um, and yeah, so that was like, I don't know, um, I saw that building as a big organism where all these disjointed spaces are maybe not, there is a miscommunication and the reason why the building cannot be completely like preserved is that there is not like a main, um, like main group of people in charge to, you know, make decisions on like how the budgeting or whatever needs to be distributed. So there is like this dysfunctionality, you know, within this whole unit that um, at the end uh, preserve, uh, how you say, uh, obstacle. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's well, sustain itself. Sustain itself thanks to this basement that it's not mm -hmm. visible to people. So very, that's very interesting. I mean, the way you're explaining, but um, I want to shift to another mm -hmm. topic before we come back because mm -hmm. we are now starting a conversation with the with the again the topic of the movie and film of course because we are in Pozhika mm -hmm. for that reason uh, one of the reasons but uh, let's let's introduce both of you like can you <laughs> let's uh, say something Miloše first no <laughs> first Miloše now something about you uh, so we already know that you are born uh, in Užice, in a hospital in Užice, <laughs> and actually Požeka is your hometown. Uh, but uh, you also studied in, in, in Czech Republic. So um, what I also know is that um, you, your main studies were actually Serbian language. No? So maybe you can just say something about yourself, whatever you want to say about yourself, in which way and scope, and also about your work. And uh, if I understood, you also collaborate on many things. Yes. Well, I studied uh, literature and yeah, Serbian and South Slavonic literature uh, and Serbian language on my bachelor studies in Belgrade. Uh, it was a long, long journey, uh, six, almost seven years, I think, with some breaks. 
because of different uh, strategies of Bologna they wanted to implement somehow but they couldn't do that properly so we had Bologna 1, Bologna 2 and Bologna 3 somehow differently but still even though we we were in Bologna 3 we had like uh, uh, we had uh, exams that we should we should we could pass at the end of a year not mm -hmm. semesterly yeah it was uh, it was it like a changing uh, of the system so you could still apply some rules of the previous and then yeah or yeah there were some 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 previous ru rules some new rules but they couldn't somehow adjust yeah. uh, them to work uh, interchangeably or whatever so uh, somehow uh, it was um, it was uh, uh, um, well hard but uh, obiman yeah like larger scale or scope of La larger scope of literature uh, of 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 books letters to read and then uh, some someone sometimes counted that we had around 60,000 pages for one exam to read uh, oh of, of, of literature, of, of uh, uh, critique, of history connected to literature and everything. Of course, nobody never uh, did it, did. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was kind of... That was in the program. Yeah, but uh, of course, that was maybe the easiest exam at least for me somehow crazy yeah so after that after you finished after that i i made a break i took a break for some years i was roaming around belgrade novi sad uh doing different stuff uh and uh, during bachelor studies and during the, that break i practiced photography extensively uh even i think since high school I don't know. So, firstly, some, I don't know, uh, 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 banal candid shots of everyday life. Then I got mo uh, more and more interested in theory of photography and uh, different kind of practices in photography. So I experimented with uh, analog films, but with developing, uh, uh, self-developing proce uh, process. Uh, and eventually I decided to uh, enroll uh, on a program of photography in time-based media in, in the Czech Republic, uh, which I finished uh, a month and a half ago, I think. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, yes, the next question is, uh, I mean, it's going to be directed to both of you, but maybe now just a little bit of about Jelena because uh, we already talked so many times uh, because of s some of my projects mm -hmm. that I'm still working on. Um, so you're also born in Serbia, but uh, for a certain period of time you lived in U.S., mm -hmm. uh, you studied there. So can you tell a bit about like what you studied? And um, then we're going to come about how come you're both then back here 
because that's unusual. Yeah. Well, so uh, I um, studied Academy of Art here in Serbia, in Novi Sad. Uh, and then uh, I went uh, to master's, like finished master program in studio art in uh, US um, at University of Connecticut. Uh, so after that, um, I lived in New York, and then in summer of 2020, um, I moved, I came back to Serbia. At, mm, so at that time, I came for like a few months, but I stayed, I'm still here. Um, so yeah, I don't know what what else to um what is your main uh because you are also we we already heard mm. visual artists visual artist and uh, what was your um what is your superpower within <laughs> the visual art yeah to that's, put that's, it like that's, that that's, that's a um, cool way to ask that because uh i was uh, trained as a painter but i found like drawing was always my uh, superpower let's say i i found myself that i am like that that's my uh the the easiest way for me to kind of express uh, my thoughts to sketch you know in my head like what i'm thinking about uh, and uh, I'm also doing so it's an intersection of um, drawing animation installation I'm tapping into the video like for example like you see the film that I made this last uh, year but that was also like a part of you know it's an experiment a research so I'm finding myself as being like really interdisciplinary um, like a visual artist uh, but I find drawing as something that um, drawing that it's uh, that's something that you know inspires me, but also like moving image is uh, because I um, started during my masters to um, think in different way about movement. When I actually animated my drawings and started projecting my animations onto my um, onto the paper, onto the drone images, uh, and play with this space in between of like. Um, stillness um, and motion and um, yeah so um, now it's interesting I also were was exploring a little bit of performance so movement was always something that intrigued me but actually um, more than movement transformation and um, this feeling of transitioning like you know constant transitioning which is also related to um, this uh, feeling of, um, you know, displacement, like moving and changing places, living in different contexts, um, leaving, coming back, and having these um, perspectives on all of these uh, states of mind. Uh, so for me, um, er erased you know, like traces within the graphite are something that has potential to kind of speak to the emotions that come from these, um, these experiences. Yes. So um, what really just bouncing to my head is uh, the first day, I think, when Sasha and I arrived, I know the trip, we, we, we took a flight from Berlin um, and the way to, to Pozhega took us, I don't know, like 14 hours. <laughs> and we are still talking that we are in Europe, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And uh, then I ca- we came here and we spoke with you. And then, you know, it, of course, emerged this idea, like what means this 14 hours and why it is always so long, especially because we are in kind of outskirts of Belgrade, because, you know, Belgrade seems like it's everything is happening there. And we are in a, in a city that it's not in a center mm-hmm. of the centers in Balkan. And um, to Belgrade, it's easy to reach, but then everything else takes so much time. And it's not just about geographical um, like distance and even that time, but I feel it's just like you feel like transferred into some other dimension into everyday life of people. And um, you, today we also mentioned about this, like because both of you, you lived outside and um, now you find yourself here. You can also work, you're young, full of energy and you have international projects that you work with. And then with all these discourses that you're dealing with, with such a progressive ideas and and activities, and then you go out of the house and you find yourself surrounded by like very simple village where the time goes differently, where the Mm -hmm. people live on a Mm -hmm. completely different mindset. And uh, of course, me personally, I left that kind of life I don't know 10 years ago I'm not living in the village but um, how is and I'm trying to put myself in the position okay now if I would go back and could I maintain this energy of still working and uh, internationally or like trying to nothing that the space or the place where I am can actually block my activities mm-hmm. I'm under that impression that through time this would kind of stagnate stagnate in some way so do you have this kind of feeling also for you you came back from the from Czech Republic I don't know how your experience was there um, through these years studying and being in an international circle do you miss this do you miss um, you know being in a, a diverse environment well I'm not sure how to answer to this question or questions, but uh, frequently I left this town, this space, and then, well, came back or left the other place that I was in the moment when I wanted to relocate again to come here. Uh, so I don't know if if I ever came back or I just arrived in new situation in a new context with uh, new personal uh, 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 I don't know sense of everything probably uh, and um, the last time the last moment when I arrived here uh, it was the beginning of July, I think, uh, and in previous conversations with uh, Yelena and with myself as well, uh, I somehow felt or decided that I should spend some time here, uh, particularly because of some of personal projects that I would like to develop that are highly connected to those topics of living or not living or coming back or arriving uh, to some destination or as you said uh, and that is uh, maybe uh, highlight of of my recent thinkings uh, is it possible to 
change the place, the environment, and to uh, find your better self, or your better self is anywhere where you feel uh, uh, safer or or good or whatever. And regarding my my stay in the Czech Republic, uh, I was there like in total two years and something uh, in 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 two in two uh, takes. Uh, uh, so yeah, I believe that it is possible to maintain uh, uh, relations with people uh, and to travel occasionally abroad or in the region. Uh, but yeah, I will still. I have to see. I mean, this is that. great thought. I mean, I'm also sure. But what is stuff that comes to me in the mind? Like, of course, we can always travel. But then this financial aspect of it comes to it. It's not like that. I in Bosnia, I feel I feel claustrophobic, not because we don't have so many airports or so many flight connections, but even that those. If I would live here and start earning by this. Uh, paycheck payrolls that are coming um, this is what creates some kind of claustrophobia and uh, chains of not being mobile or having opportunity to go always somewhere also of course the connectivity of the country itself with with other countries like this is what for me was always a, a fear of mm-hmm. trying I mean it's a just also imaginary fear because I never actually try to do it and I think it's also like such a blockade that we are imposed in our head mm-hmm. um, about it. Yeah, um, n- f- for me it was um, it was kind of changing. Uh, so in 2020, when I arrived back, uh, when I came back to Serbia, I actually came to the village, as you said. Um, uh, my countryside uh, and it was uh, like a, with a clear intention um, so I didn't mention I'm part of a collective heckler uh, that is a um, um, platform and also transnational collective of artists um, uh, activist cultural workers uh, that focuses on critical examination of hospitality and conflict so um, one of the reasons why I came back is to uh, initiate and kind of um, start with my family together working on um, uh, transforming um, spaces that we already have on our land and open it up for uh, people to come and uh, what we are doing within the collective to actually have a physical space where these uh, you know events can take place and where you know bring people into uh, Serbia and bring like those conversations that I enjoyed uh, and friendships uh, that stayed uh, in New York to kind of bring it to Serbia. So I find that idea like really uh, inspiring um, considering the fact that uh, since you know we were growing up and we are kind of all three four of us are like similar age um, it was always a, a conversation like that your future is somewhere else that you need to relocate yourself to find yourself uh, like whatever it is here it's not valuable enough uh, and for me it was like okay what happens if we shift the story like what if we bring what we are seeking for else elsewhere to kind of find a way to bring that here where we are yeah, like question the whole narrative itself yeah. like why we think that about us about ourselves 
in the first place. Yeah. And uh, and it was like something that was really um, that narrative was kind of crazy when you come back. I, when I'm saying it's changing, it was phases. Like you have one phase when you are three months here. Then there is another phase after like six months. Then like a year. And then suddenly, ooh, in June, it's been two years that I'm here. If you asked me in New York in 2020, like, will I be here for two years? I would be like, hell no. I would be terrified. I would be, like, probably screaming, like, that I'm, you know, destroying my life or something. But here I am working on projects, functioning. Um, and it's not that I am, like, we are having this conversation, you know. So And we are on different parts of the world uh, and seeing a bunch of different people have different experiences. And we, we are we are here. Uh, and we are enjoying ourselves, you know, a lot, like, um, throughout these few days. Uh, so it is possible. But um, I have to say that it's hard to navigate that, uh, especially, like, in village. But in a smaller, you know, towns, when it comes to conversations, you know, I, like, international community is really important. Diversity is really important. And you can come to, like, some conclusions about yourself that maybe you cannot encounter within your own context and that's what is the reason like why would I leave in the first place to know something different about myself that I cannot um, find out here uh, so I find I think it's important to have these connections and when it comes to work financial aspect that you mentioned uh, being interconnected you know with you know people from different uh, you know countries different cities is making easier for you to actually find jobs and uh covid was really was is i don't know how to you know mm. where where the pandemic period is ending but it definitely opened up uh more uh this like online um jobs remote work and all of that uh completely changed change change the perspective on work itself so i'm not sure how it would be like five or six years ago to come back and you need to kind of shift mm -hmm. from that community into into something totally different because through you know um online events and uh, collaborations and stuff like connections are continuing uh so there is more possibility to 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 function let's say so i don't know is this yeah of course but um another thing i'm i'm curious about um how do you see the conditions of of culture scene in in serbia i mean it's a very broad question you don't need to answer it in this scope but um in in which direction you would think like of course it's it's problematic this is goes without saying and i think that just in serbia in neighboring countries and in many countries in the world like that's that mostly it's always problematic when it comes to the arts and culture and who leads these scenes in a way but um what kind of ideological resistance you're trying to put out there also through heckler i understand you're trying to to pursue different ways of working, but also through your your work in individual, or just like a verbal uh, voicing of of certain things. I mean, today even like in the discussions in a in the in the in this film festival, um, certain things in the code of working and ethics of work within arts and culture are highly problematic, not just from the outside but from within itself. Um, so, how do you see in this, like also by 
because you're building now this cultural scene here by also being here in a way so do you think is it is it hard to i don't know uh push back that do you have like an army in quotation of people who actually do very good thing and what is actually more dominant like is it possible to get a good way you know you know what i mean because in yeah. bosnia sometimes you can get good stuff but in a very dirty way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so no i totally get what you're saying i mean it's it's definitely um less present but it's uh, possible like for example like in, in like this event where we are this festival yeah. this camp like film workshop that people are doing for how many 17 years so far and it's independent it's like um i would say like really progressive a lot of like young people who are you know coming here and it's now like really internationally known and it's surviving you know it's like there are it's local uh so a lot of uh, people from uh, the local are uh, part of it and um place lives during these days uh so it's it's possible to do that uh but it's definitely much harder when it comes to you know like funding and uh there is you are always trying to i don't know especially about this organization how it is but there is like a lot of volunteer work and you are trying to switch that you know to avoid uh um like to have collective work uh where each you know portion like each uh member is recognized for its you know value capacity and kind of celebrated and where you know at the end uh things get done together in togetherness so there is not like one one man one woman show but it's like something that is done within the collective and that helps like that idea of working together and that question of like how that uh is how, what is the best way for that to be done uh, which means that you are open for learning that you means that you are open for like understanding you know falses and uh, understanding um uh, your uh, falses within your own you know acting but also acting of others and being ready for like you know maybe heavy conversations that are coming to the resolution which is understanding that you also need to change in order to have maybe you know other people around you changing so you are together growing changing learning and opening making space that you want to create more and more safe for um so and i think that's something that i'm finding that it's like you know lacking that it's uh uh not about like one person's success and like you know having people working together and then at the end one one person is taking all the credit or like so talking about film industry like you know yeah, how that's very celebratory of one person uh, yeah and always it's, not the team you know so so that's something that i w- i'm like trying to kind of be really conscious and mindful about and uh, and help that kind of ideas and find myself being held by people but also being in service and be you know uh, okay with th- these two roles and recognize you know what is the uh how you say uh, equalizer like how to navigate that and it's a uh, it's um you, you know collaboration is difficult very difficult and it can be uh, super draining but also the results that you get once you know uh everybody are 
come to the point of satisfaction it's it cannot be compared you know with any you know other for me personally so i don't know what you guys think about it because you are also involved you know in collective stuff um but that's what i am um, yeah but if we talk about art and you know like how <laughs> galleries and all of that it's totally crazy uh when it comes to exploitation of labor and like normalization of unpaid work um and that's something that we need to kind of um resist if especially if we have the privilege to resist that it's not something that um you are really forced to do because of i don't know career or whatever so if that doesn't if we don't say <laughs> Uh, if people who are in a privileged in a position to say that uh, to say no, don't say it, it, things will not change. So you will perpetuate this kind of uh, free uh, to be um, to make programs for free that are bringing money to you know other people and that kind of stuff. Yeah, recently we had a situation. Both of us are uh, in a collective called. Mladost, 260 team, uh, and we had a situation. Oh, really? Situation. No, I did not know about it. Tell me a bit more. Yeah. Uh-huh. First, tell this, <laughs> and then about this. Okay. Okay, bri- I can do it briefly. Uh, Mladost, 260 team is. This was Milutin, the dog. Sniffing the mic. Mladost uh, 60 team is a collective uh, of 10, 12, 15. I'm not sure how many uh, people artists from Požega uh, and few of them uh, from uh, different towns in this county. Intruders from Užica. And some of them lives abroad as well. Uh, so uh, it is initiated by Slađana Petrovara Varagić who is uh, uh, um, also uh, co-creator of Interakcija uh, six or so years ago I'm not sure and it is uh, connected to uh, heritage of uh, textile factory of Mladost in Požega from Požega uh, well, now it makes sense I was thinking like Mladost to 60 I mean in English it's like youth in 60s and i was like oh and it's like 60 plus club and i'm like why are you in this club <laughs> i was completely confused all now souls. it makes all sense <laughs> okay yeah so mladost was the name of the textile uh, uh, com- of the, industry uh, company of the, of the factory uh and uh, yeah that factory was closed in 80s something like that uh so initiative made a few years ago to somehow investigate uh, what happened, what is happening now since the factory officially is still working but with uh, two employees I think What? <laughs> so how it is, is it uh, the director and uh, one worker? Yeah, yeah because we, <laughs> we visited we visited some archives uh, and some some uh, uh, rooms uh, in in which they collect everything that they have as leftovers mm-hmm. like ar- archive right 
Yeah, archive, but like some more of a basement because you could find there uh, documents, data, uh, books, uh, some part of some collections, uh, uh, pieces of cl uh, clothing, uh, some old gas masks, I don't know, different stuff. Uh, and the director opened the doors for us it's some old man who is more like a janitor <laughs> and not a director so uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm uh, so happy to hear this story. i mean it's so sorry for this digression it's like i'm so happily surprised by these like stories that are really in these small places that you would not usually probably run into if you don't come here and it's like, uh, you know, gold, gold mines of different stories and histories that these people, everyday people like what peasants could tell you and workers, you know, and they're like mind blowing, actually. So sorry to continue. <laughs> uh, so we had a conversation that I uh, hope for which I hope it will be like published or somehow uh, will be uh, in, in public uh, regarding uh, one exhibition that we supposed to have uh, recently uh, in a space in Užice. Uh, so, yeah. In, in you, yeah, you were mentioning something about collective. You wanted to say something uh, recently we had like in our collective yeah, we had a discussion, uh, but yeah, we discussed about the discussion, should we uh, go in public uh, and speak about that uh, publicly or not, but what I wanted to say, that uh, approach to art scene, uh, in general, in my opinion, is highly personal thing, uh, and it is connected with the source of income that you have and that you want to have so if you want to earn only from art you have to do it honestly and you have imp to employ all of your uh, 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 I don't know strength and and will and, and knowledge to do that or and and percentage is very high that you will do it honestly uh, and uh, or if you have some other source of income uh, in which you feel relatively uh, with which you are relatively satisfied then maybe the chance is higher that you uh, will uh, somehow oversee some problems that can uh, arise uh, in contact with other people, in collaborations with galleries, gallerists. Ah, okay. So you think within this urge to earn your living from what you really are interested to do within art, then you would be much more sensitive to all the problems. Definitely. Could, yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, how do you get your income? Uh, Like with this silence, no, no, people no, no, no. think I, it's some I'm kind of suspicious <laughs> work. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the word. Uh, no, I love this uh, silence. Not, not hopefully, but nasreću. <laughs> uh, luckily. 
luckily uh, <laughs> luckily uh, from from like a uh, few months ago I've started uh, teaching Serbian language to foreigners so my ego is satisfied that I use my diploma actually <laughs> That's for great. which I uh, worked so hard. And yeah. read so many pages. Yes. Yeah. That's good, that's good. Yeah, so maybe to come back to um, to this film festival, because I think maybe I will have some certain um, um, like um, opinion created in some weeks or months, but I'm really under impression of this... Uh, medium because you know I'm, I, I was not I'm not like kind of some film or film love per like you know that I watch so many movies I'm not um, I respect the medium I respect mm -hmm. the genre of course uh, but I was never like a junkie on movies mm -hmm. nor researching the whole um, yeah the whole field not just the movies itself but how the industry works and I'm not speaking about the industry of like such as Hollywood or some big festivals but something that you know emerging filmmakers are going through or let's not call it anymore filmmakers emerging artists are going through within this industry and now watching all these movies I'm having so many ideas that yeah I could do this as well <laughs> I mean now it sounds super maybe super superficial but you know the imagery that we are watching there and how the narrative could be created and uh, or even manipulated through your <laughs> through your um, through your lens it's it's kind of um, s um, how do you say seducing in a way but uh, when it comes to this I was asking myself why never I why I never did any of my video works and just put them in a like oh it's actually short documentary and applied for something and but also I know from some other friends of mine like and we also touched this topic. I never understood the role of any of these, like, you know, uh, credits at the end. Mm -hmm. Who does what? And does it make, like, do you think if if I would put, oh, everything I did, like I'm a director, I'm a producer, I'm an editor, I'm a sound designer, I'm, a, I'm an actor, I feel like this would always put my movie or my work in a, in a lower scale, you know, not taken seriously. And I always felt, okay, you know, it's like amateur, you know? Mm -hmm. But what would be seen here as an amateur work at all within this, I don't I know. Really Before Yelena uh, give a uh, uh, real answer, I would like to crack a joke. <laughs> 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 there was uh, some line in from uh, some Croatian TV show. It was like, wow, this guy was a director and cinematographer and scriptwriter. This is total crap or he's schizophrenic. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a clue. I, I seriously don't. I am, as you said, like feel like an amateur uh, in within this field. And uh, and for me, it's also like um, I'm learning about it. Like through why we are also part of this workshop is to, you know, learn more about the film. And for me, it was liberating to see what is perceived as film. As you said, it was. it's always like... I had the vision of, you know, having these professionally, I don't know, high-end done stuff with all these people listed and that that's something that is seen as professional. Um, 
I still don't know the answer, is that correct or not, but I am seeing films here as an example that that's not like that. Uh, and that um, people could just, like what I'm seeing, that it's connecting all the examples that we were seeing is like clear vision, like and passion to, you know, uh, say what you want to say. Um, but there are differences like we four of us we were discussing many times about like ethical aspects of you know choices that are being made and like is the film the most important thing to be like that the, that the film is done and that your story is told like how that works with the people from whom you are taking the stories so for me that's like i am juggling between these two um and but yeah, just to for this uh, ethical uh, now it popped in my head i mean we definitely agree on this i mean but there is this uh, yeah there is a responsibility that comes to the from the person who came with the idea mm -hmm. and uh, if i want to work with some people it's of course up to me in which way i want to help them and um, or to not uh, to not make them feel used mm -hmm. but as the film or this genre like many others and you also work in collective you're in collective mm -hmm. and i'm part of collective and movie and production of it it's also a very it's a collective work mm -hmm. so we is this ethical decision just the decision of the director because what would the rest of the team would they agree and it's you know on such very tangible and sensitive question of let's say today was the question of the money mm -hmm. and uh, in not in the other ways of paying bad, but literally money uh, as a as a main source of like giving back. Would the team just popped in my head the question? Would the team also agree? You know, it's very hard to put all the people on the same page. Yeah, yeah. like what would be the situation if like director sees that money would be maybe offended in to think to offer to a protagonist, main protagonist, or like what the rest of the crew would think if they say that that's not. Like, would that be something that the director would listen to and um, behave in a different ma manner? Maybe that he, she, like, you know, thinks. I don't know how those decisions yeah, are made. Yeah, like, it's a really... We are here talking about the documentary, which is not like, oh, we are hiring mm -hmm. actors. So if you're hired, it means you're going to be paid. Yeah. You have your, I don't know, hourly wage or whatever agreed on the contract. Um, but it's actually documentary where you are approaching people with trust in order to gain trust and um, yeah w whether the money would uh, poison this um, relationship, relationship. and yeah they sh they should still be themselves so like it's it's very it's different approach than when you would playing like um, shooting a movie mm -hmm. that it's like fiction rather than documentary so it's it's very yeah. um, strange but question. then, then, then the, the film travels, gets awards, has this like monetary, you know, um, value. Uh, so how, h what then? Like then story shifts from like some uh, trust uh, relationship building into something that has like uh, financial value. So how is that? Uh, where is the... 
how you give that back and do people is that i this, this, today was the first time that i'm hearing like that statement mm-hmm. that it's like so clear that that's something that it's not offered because you know you are paying the rest of the crew members probably like professionally if you are talk about professional production uh and that's time you know and that's that person that you are filming is also giving time but not just time there is emotional connection and you had this good example uh, of uh, somebody uh, is it you Milos or uh, good example yeah you you were saying like that the about what about one documentary like that the person was making the film and at the end it was like oh that's it oh ah, yeah it was making a film about making a documentary film gaining trust uh, with the protagonist uh, and uh, it was uh, I remember a story it was a woman who was uh, like um, who lived alone somewhere uh, in a forest or something like that uh, and he repeatedly and constantly visited her and asked was asking her about uh, if she would be interested to participate in the film to tell her story and everything and I know maybe I'm lying but it was for a year or something like that and finally she accepted it and so she was refusing Yeah she was she was she was refusing didn't want to talk because she was separated from society for a long time uh abandoned somehow uh and in the moment when she accepted and in the moment when they made the connection or relationship she said that his job is done Uh, I mean it sounds brutal but I see this brutality as a very real even that part that he cut this connection so re- like drastically or like you know um feels that it makes sense as a as a truth true true relation within this way of working with people even though like it's always even within contemporary art context when you have collaborative work and then you're like oh uh, you know we actually are in touch with these people we are coming back we are friends like we we speak from time to time all this um whenever it's a discussion about someone that you did a work based on someone's story or with other people even me when i'm working on a project now where i interviewed number of people and i'm still going to interview so it's always uh, uh, i feel responsible just even to say yes whatever i'm uh, uh, speaking or ta- will take the parts of what this pe- person said i'm going to speak with them i'm going to uh, get approval so even uh, if tomorrow i would present this work as a done project or project that with open end feels like i need to give um how to say explanation of the relationship that's going to stay after when is there is a different person that is not just myself i somehow when i worked with my family this was a bit i guess sometimes taking for granted and because it's your family so you think there is unconditional need of support or um you know you don't have this kind of sensibility or um, like emotional voicing yes i'm going to do this even though i paid my father to burn the field uh you know like i mean i it's it's not like uh, we had a contract but you know it was his working day so it just felt natural 
but uh, I never thought of like, oh, I'm, I was using him. He was never presented in the movie as a, as a main protagonist or something. But, you know, like even in other ways of like putting him to produce me some other piece of work or metal work and so on. And it never felt like you you for sure need to give something back. And actually, as time is passing just now, I'm really much more... T- talking to people and not being ashamed to say, hey, a lot of my family members really took their time and participate in producing my work, which actually it is the the main part of the work mm-hmm. that they did, that they changed their everyday routine rather than the product, produ- you know, piece itself. I rather like to say, yeah, my aunts flew from Frankfurt to Berlin, took the day off of the works that they usually never have day off came for a couple of hours and came back to, you know, to the flight the same day just to uh, support my conceptual idea of creating work and believing in me, which is like amazing art for me, for me, this pursuing, you know, the act of pursuing someone, exactly what you were explaining. It, it is brutal in a way, you know, and still this work brought me to New York, brought me like screening fees and so on. And for them, when I speak with them, because it's my family, they're so happy that they could, through that way, support my, um, I would say, existence, like, you know, as a parent, let's say, rather than, uh, you know, parents usually would support you, give you money from their paychecks, pay you apartment, you know, support you live living but if i'm through my work that you know through some other way they can participate in in making your um life better you know um i would um i I will i will continue on what you are saying because i completely agree and recognize even in your story especially now when i'm closely working with my family on like in in the village uh, where they are like giving like 300% you know of their support and time energy money everything like we are working together on this uh and even like through art you know projects um there was um when it comes to crediting like i didn't you know notice, notice um I encountered that in my practice outside of Serbia, where you would list, like if somebody helps you build a frame that is holding your installation or something, you are giving a credit to that person. So that's something that I'm really um, grateful to, you know, um, that I started practicing that on my own to kind of give, um, make visible to all the people who participated in the project. I mean, okay, listing is the beginning, you know. So there is like this notion of that you didn't do anything by yourself and you are not taking the geniusness or whatever from it. And I think that people are a little bit kind of too much uh, obsessed with, you know, having this ambitious um, approach to projects. And then like if, yeah, I think that's also a fear of like, uh, how, how you say, uh, uh, like that something so will be, take, uh, take, uh, take the glory, exactly. you know, that's from you. And I think that, that that's really tied to, you know, uh, uh, different sorts of like trauma and like it's 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 complex it's not that something is somebody's doing that for like being mean or whatever but there is like uh, really tied to the uh, the the the, um, our historical background from where we are coming from and like you know survive and all of that it's like many things are there but i think it's 
um, important to change that, to switch from that mindset into like really showing, you know, how much of a collective work is needed to put up a show. Like one solo, you know, show, you are not doing it on your own. Yeah, it's your work, but there is like so many people are involved in making that happen. And and like with family, like um, it's also like we all are, you know, um, worked with our family members for our artworks. So that's also like how to, um, you know, show gratitude and what is like gratitude. Maybe something that I would do for myself would not mean anything to like to recognize what is of a value to the people that you are working with. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's for me it was a really um, insightful journey to re-enter, you know, family like with coming back to Serbia, re-enter family dynamics and uh, as an adult uh, and recognize all these things, what I were maybe taking from granted in the past, how I'm now uh, again meeting these people, you know, with all their faults and goods. And uh, and it's really, um, it's a beautiful process. It's super hard, you know, to navigate that, but it's beautiful when you recognize how much we are of support to each other, you know, even though it can... Um, but not in this, um, I don't want to, uh, how you say, um, not exoticized, but like make it be like a nice, you know, story. It's, y y you kind of accept how shitty things are and like you are learn how to find beauty <laughs> in the, in the, um, Ordinary, maybe. Not, not, not ordinary, but like uh, uh, stuff that uh, are hurting you. Oh. You know, like because, uh, like, why we are, you know, uh, I'm going going back to like our previous <laughs> part of conversation mm -hmm. of uh, leaving the country. Like, there are different reasons why people are leaving. Some are forced. Some had like choice to leave, and they left. And like for me, it was uh, to kind of uh, face again, like coming back to face again stuff that I maybe didn't like that mm -hmm. actually supported me to 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 leave and kind of relearn re things about myself mm. and like you know i would definitely agree with you and this um um i don't know it's we are growing into the stuff you know we are uh, aging into the certain ideas or opinions and finding ourselves like you know stuff that maybe some years ago not even would cross my mind in which way i'm actually um you know taking my family for granted or not mentioning them in every in in the way i should but now i'm like man this is actually such a beautiful fact that everyone wants to see and and hear actually it's adding you know it's so hard to realize how to be humble you know and you know when it comes to you know directing any piece of work it's like to as you said, to realize that you cannot do anything yourself, what I could take in some percentage, the the how I say the credit for is actually the to put the spark or initiate something. For example, if I'm in the village and home, and of course the bo boardroom come, like I get bored, and then uh, how to approach to initiate. In how my initiation or my idea needs to move other people so but then this idea would never come alive without those people so 
means nothing actually just actually voicing it and then seeing oh are you up to and like let's do this and then everyone moves around and this is what maybe you can take the energy that you mm-hmm. provide in us first place this spark rest it's it's just uh, you are part of it yeah totally I mean, I completely agree on that, <laughs> and that's and that's like what we are saying. What you'd like to be different, to see more. I would like yeah. to see more this kind of of thinking. But it's very hard yeah. because uh, when we to come back to to collective work, and um, I don't know. It of course comes through some when I think of the way I was growing up and um, in the country, in the context you're growing up, and where um, you know even the choice of high school was left uh, was left to me to to choose it but with a with a story of like look Mila if you want to take gymnasium you know we have no money for a, a university you need to figure it out yourself so and then from that moment it was always like you need to take responsibility how you're gonna make your second move so it was like a lot of alone thing doing you know it's not I mean for them to leave me the choice to do this and then going to academy of arts like you know just from minus to minus when it comes to financial aspect of like finding job afterwards i'm still grateful that my parents having had a trust in me to make this decision and they were not worried in a sense of like hey tomorrow you're not gonna have a job not gonna have work they they figure out you know there is a reason why i'm interested in that and if i'm interested enough i'm gonna make this work for sure but still it was like something that I did mostly alone and these decisions and then like finding the way and it was kind of grown into you that a lot of things you should do alone somehow mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know and uh, then letting go and putting in collective it's um, you know sometimes doing alone it's makes things faster but not necessarily uh, to the glory or, or, or quality mm-hmm. it could reach but you don't know that because, okay, I'm doing it myself and you want uh, um, this immediate validation or, uh, you know, uh, good feeling about productivity rather to invest in collective work where everyone gains yeah. and work itself. Mm-hmm. In the end, the responsibility is much higher if you definitely if you work alone uh, or if you left alone to make... Uh, decisions i know you mentioned uh, your uh, decisions about the high school and uh, university and everything uh, i had a similar situation where uh, everything was left to me to decide uh, and during the childhood and after that and particularly now when i was in the czech republic we were talking about uh, systems of education here on faculty of uh, uh, f- uh, philology where I was and Academy of Arts so how it or how it is called in the Czech uh, Republic faculty of arts and design uh, totally different here uh, the professor is the leader and there the professor is someone who is following your um, initiative and for me it was difficult to uh, have that much uh, space and freedom Mm -hmm. to choose because I highly believe that some 
restrictions or some constraints or some borders uh, are highly beneficial at least for my sensibility because i think we also got you i mean i know when um i finished academy of arts in banja luka and of course it was very much guided by some professors nurtured your works and make you feel very good about it and also very shitty about it like if 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 i would come with idea and then professor you know you would putting this professor on such a high uh high end like a looking like a at pedestal. it like a say yeah on the pedestal like it was your idol it was everything it was like a parent when i would get a bad comment about my idea i would go home crying like never i never cried in my life and then you come to then i came to germany and the university and uh, i was thinking i figured it out uh, what i want to do and which way i want to do and uh, the topics i want to deal i felt like i'm all there and then i figured out i don't know even vocabulary to use uh within contemporary art and then professor uh was just a some sporadic person that leads the department not you it's so much up to you you have uh, it it actually teached me hey here are the options but you need to get them and reach them i'm not going to tell you that you have this option you need to make initiation from within yourself and then do this work or do this project or apply for this project to do it uh while in you know in bosnia was like everything was small scale and uh it was always directed to you where to go like clean the path and then rather than just to make your own path so it's a, it's a very but also some friends of mine that grew up in so called western system and of schooling where they had such a pressure of parents you know like being worried what what to do in which way to do and like questioning the decisions um i mean also in our in our region i would say as well like this disappointment of not fulfilling some ideas or uh, i don't know i mean my grandma wanted me to be a singer mm. on weddings in villages and like <laughs> this this was her idea was like sh- i think she would like me sing with a microphone so i'm going to show her some <laughs> images but I she will not yes like yes but it's not singing <laughs> because she, for her was like oh my god everyone is going to love you because you're singing everyone likes music you're going to bring a uh, joy to people while you know my brother wanted me to be a doctor so that he can say his sister is a doctor but uh, now i'm a clown to him you know and the so it was never these expectations but there were certain wishes like what you would like within your family you know but i mean i'm happy that you know uh, at the end i would that's for me it was part of um, how you say parenthood that they really left me choose to do yeah, that yeah i can um <sighs> have i i had a similar situation in a sense that um our parents um because my sister natasha uh, she is also an artist uh and but you had conversation mm-hmm. previously and um yeah two of us um we um our parents like didn't you know mm, force us like i'm i'm st- when i remember each time when i uh, remember that fact it's fascinating to me they are like two you know people who grew up in village you know came to ushitsa like they are working class you know people mm-hmm. like he he you know works in factory mom was like working in a butcher shop so they had 
sensibility. Your mom working a butcher shop. Yeah. My father did. Ah. Yeah, like he was, uh, it's, um, how you say, um, pecenera. It's not um, mesera, but it's pecenera. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, okay. It's but where it's, you roast pigs. Yeah, like you sell roasted meat, yeah. So, um, and it's, there are people who uh, had sensibility to say yes for two dollars to go to study arts. You know, it's like completely for like the environment from where they are coming from i think it's even today like mm-hmm. that they think that they are crazy i mean considering like how how um progressive mind you need to have to see you know that future is possible with choosing that kind of a profession uh and you know how hard it is to earn you know money and uh in, and we had like after i don't know how many years passed we had these parents like you know still supporting us but also like having you know our dad you know one scene was like that he started you know crying explaining how much labor and effort we are putting into artwork and how much that's not being paid seen, seen you know paid and like and natasha and i we were just like in shock we couldn't believe you know how much he could uh comprehend, his, comprehend his work from factory on roof you know mm. construction to to see this the same and he actually said even more that we are like mm-hmm. putting ourselves even more into the work uh because you know he's done with the job he comes home and he's not thinking of it but mm-hmm. he's complete was completely aware that we are thinking about it all the time and that we cannot like exclude ourselves from that way of thinking so that was like really amazing to see you know that they are in that level. But also the the uh, problematics or or topics that you're dealing with mm-hmm. it it really influence if you're like constantly into this and you're speaking in front of your parents in front of your neighbors who are like um, in some some way have like s- most news or information coming from this tv box in a very limited or selective way and then you're like what you proposing to them as art and ca- art it's not like painting it's not in a two dimension but actually it's it's so much broader there are ideas there are topics there are way of living mm-hmm. and for you know for them to see that you are actually doing that and that that's what we called art mm-hmm. today and you know then it becomes more serious rather than just like you know putting some color on a, on a yeah. on a canvas you know yeah. But it's all, it was also like the thing that you need to on your own decide what you want to do. It was the same, you know, like they were working all the time. We, Natasha and I were spending a lot of time on our own. Um, and um, our neighbor was taking care of us, who was an amazing guy. Uh, and uh, But you, if you want to if you want to do something, you really need to want it. Like that was the thing. You need to figure out on your own what you like. But to really uh, create this sense of that you are craving for it in order to go and do it. So it wasn't like, oh, let's experiment this and that and then figure out what you want. No, you really had to be kind of specific. And if they, you know, see that you are not like serious, no, that's not, you know, a thing. But with art, they like supported it. And and what you are saying, like to do things on your own that that Mm. comes from that, like that... uh, that that stays with you throughout life that it's difficult to switch uh to work with people uh, there is also like we didn't thought to uh, ask for help as well you know like that that you you know you need to learn you need to learn to ask for help and that's like what happened to me with you know leaving serbia and going to some other country where like i had to learn you know that if you want 
something you need to communicate it because you are in that kind of environment. It's a different environment, different context, and you need help on a bunch of, you know, places. So you need to, you know, learn how to ask that. So that for me, that was a big kind of lesson uh, and that you are... But I would, you said for responsibility, uh, that when you are working on your own, that responsibility is bigger for... Um, Somehow, because you do not want to let yourself in the first row down, your ideas, your, I don't know, uh, ideological standpoints, your personal emotions. Uh, and if you are in a collective and if you discuss uh, enough or extensively enough then uh, you can uh, somehow got, get to the resolution or to get things done somehow with shared responsibility yeah I don't know for me it's mixed uh, like when other people are involved, I think responsibility sometimes can be higher that you are like, if um, if let's say project fails, like more people are involved in that. So your responsibility gets kind of higher to, to, to uh, not make that happen. But I think that it's, um, it's also important to learn that failure is great <laughs> so mm -hmm. to kind of reduce the responsibility in both direction in like in collective or individual but work. there is this pressure there is no time for yeah. failure <laughs> you know so, yeah, we are under that pressure you know and failure, unconsciously vulnerability all these things that like once you embrace like you are definitely i think uh, more closer to success whatever that means because you feel good within mm. the process of doing whatever you want to do so but i think there is no your or mine or my failure if if there is a failure you, a quote, quote, no, of course <laughs> if if something is not successful in terms that we set up in the beginning uh, but in the collective there shouldn't be uh, uh, you said my responsibilities larger if the failure or, or not success happened but but there shouldn't be my not success or my failure but ours i yeah, got yeah. lost what? i got lost <laughs> <laughs> within no i mean i completely understand like when you mean like shared responsibility yeah. of failure I'm, or, I'm or of that's not a, that's success. That's the challenge of a collective. I mean, that's what yes. I, that, that's the tricky to navigate, like the amount of responsibilities that are being delivered. You know, just like that's a challenge of a collective work. That's what I wanted yes. to say. That it's interesting. You know, that you would think. I find it super hard. Everything <laughs> about this collective. I mean, nowadays, I've, I mean, it's it's a good thing that is happening within the the global scale of society mm -hmm. and this, like you know. But everything now is about collectivity mm. activation process you know there is uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot <laughs> about this like we seeing it everywhere so there is never like uh, but on the other hand like in capitalism you have even now just you order something it's here in a two seconds you know so it's like completely time it's collapsed within you know one day while in some other ways we want to expand this process of work of our own you know like how to 
change something it always takes time and so on and um but i don't want to completely neglect also the the individual work you know um which is still fine because we are all completely different and if you because i felt when i came to germany and in our program where we participated of course there was this uh, feeling of like necessity to work collectively and our professor was kind of you know pushing us in this direction to think of it but you know i never found myself working collectively before and it was very strange to me i felt um i didn't felt comfortable so it, i just want to understand uh, it was like a little bit forced you know collaboration yeah like okay let's do some collaborative work we have projects let's think mm -hmm. of it if you have something to do together and i never felt completely um it was i did it of course and we did sporadic project that for me didn't have a uh great meaning or 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 how to say like um maybe unconsciously of course they left some kind of learning experience but i also always felt like oh my god if i'm not collective person means i'm a bad person you know it it felt like if i'm not ready to be part of collective or or think that collectivity is the only answer at that point means i'm i'm a bad human being like everyone will think oh this is just like a single person wants to do everything on its own thing that everything what she does is the best way to do it and so on no but like it's you know everyone is different and different way sensibility of work or ways of working whatever that work at the might at the end might be but of course some works depends what the work is about logically it's better with more you know in plural but yeah there is a certain stimmung like mood going around of course that uh for God's sake, say something bad about collective work, mm. you know? Um, yeah, and it's also like, I find like these two groups of like, uh, when it comes to uh, support and help, like that you are, should be always in a mood for that, even though you are maybe not helping from a healthy place. So is it like you would say, some people would say, you know, you heal, in a relationship but some people would say you need to separate yourself from a relationship heal and go back to relationship and you know mm -hmm. uh, try uh, something different from a healthier pr place which i'm finding similar to individual and collective yes. you know sometimes you are like great for a collective work but there are moments when you like need to work on your individual self in order to you know bring better um uh, not performance being a healthy like being place a healthier yes. place and you know, bring more to the collective yes. work itself so it's in waves you know you cannot just like be constantly tuned into this and completely forget yeah. about this other stuff i see it that way i mean at that time what was that seven eight years ago of course it was uh, this kind of uncomfortable feeling was coming from the place of fear and uh, unknown mm -hmm and um thinking that someone is going to take away from me but also it was fear of not knowing what can i contribute i was not uh, i could not um how to say um locate my qualities as a as a person coming from here and there knowing this and that that actually can some can benefit any group group work or collective work actually not knowing or thinking this needs to be some great superpower you know mm -hmm. um and not actually just being uh being you and and do you um and then let others do, do themselves <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> it sounded very weird. No, yeah. I mean, it's super awesome. nice that we came to to um, this this way because uh, to this topic uh, because it's very important for all of us. And I think um, as we are getting older, this kind of conversation are becoming more intense and more frequent. I would feel rather than like let's say five years ago. Um, and sometimes even at this moment i i i caught i caught my i catch myself speaking so smartly about collective work and like someone would say oh my gosh she's very good in collective work but actually in practice i find myself doing such a shitty thing and that actually i have no clue how to do it and then i i just sometimes like having this individual frustration like fuck all this i'm gonna go out uh, take everything you know like it's just um and then you need some ventil like okay let go like this is part of it just yeah. to figure out that this schizophrenic egoistic mani maniac uh, feeling or thoughts is part of that we had to we walk today down the streets and we said the same thing in a sense like oh we are talking that much about those like uh, especially like collecting like terms and it's about it seems like it's it's, it's about terms but like just do it and you know don't talk about it like it was that kind of a yeah i thought <laughs> i i thought about uh because there are a lot of arguments inside a collective about individual reward and responsibility uh, and i get lost because is it about collective work or is it about just talking about collective work but <laughs> with a single leader or um i don't know uh, i'm i'm kind of divided in that uh, in thinking about collective and collectivity because i like to collaborate sometimes it's hard because of me sometimes it's, it's hard because of other person or other people uh, but I truly believe that uh, each collective should have different let's say carefully leaders because each pro project can require different skills or different I don't know uh, strength to be developed or to be completed so uh, inside the collective I believe in some kind of uh, some kind of leadership or guidance uh, based on discussion and agreement prior agreements definitely well with all these uh, thoughts and um, opinions that we share which I just hope that our exhibition next year is gonna come from the healthy place I mean yeah. it's it is what we hope to be like um, collaborative with aspects of you know individual interest that kind of um, intersect in a way yeah merge, yeah merge together so I hope that's gonna be successful and I think we are on a good path building it <laughs> um, and I'm happy about it so maybe do you have anything else you would like to promote through to our couple of listeners that we are usually <laughs> 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 or like have some tell some big truth 
about anything in this life about uh living in outskirts of serbia uh, or uh about trying out new things about collaboration about work about fears i always have this sentence less is more <laughs> less is more <laughs> but maybe sometimes that's not so true yeah depends on the, depends situation. On the situation depends on the situation no, we have something uh. What do you think about my broken English podcast coming from the uh, the the place of um, literature and uh, language studies? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so fucked up. No. Because I uh. was I was in some place I don't know with someone on these speed uh, datings and speed meetings. I was uh, I mentioned like I'm a firm firm believer in a in a in a protest of not. Uh, pronouncing or speaking some like oh, in, in not having necessity to speak something like to perfection even my mother tongue because I forgot it <laughs> and I think also this comes from some kind of place of uh, uh, you know of of a distance from the place and then like forgetting it a bit or being sad not being uh, so uh, literature about my own language because I'm uh, far from it and not consuming it through the through the reading through the listening of radio or media or anything so I think this became some kind of like the the version of um uh, how to say um giving explanation uh of that by actually inventing a new thing <laughs> um I don't know uh, in this region here it is interesting to have conversations about uh, language dialects and everything but recently or not recently I don't remember I had some conversation about purity of language no nation or something like that and somebody said that we became so ugly uh, since we stopped mix with I don't know people from other countries in terms of uh, mixed marriages that were popular here in Yugoslavia but uh, not only in Yugoslavia st so we, we became more and more ar ar ugly from the moment we stopped mixing yes. so from the moment we uh, became uh, conservative uh, so I, I listened to several episodes of, of broken English in the beginning and it was interesting but then I stopped I don't know I didn't have time no that's but I would not like totally to fine I also don't listen sometimes my own episodes yeah. because I record them but uh, um, yes I, would, I had this experience once I arrived to the States uh, with language uh, where I was I needed more time to kind of um, uh, create sentences, especially when it comes to critiques. You know, you would have these seminars, you can you need to talk in about your work. So like you need, uh, you know, vocabulary and all of that. So I would pe speak slow because I didn't have at that point vocabulary that I maybe have now. Uh, I was giving myself time to kind of be really specific you know, maybe not have long sentences, but to be clear enough for people to understand me. And some of the people from my cohort would be s finishing my sentences. And that was like pretty disturbing, uh, like not having patience, uh, not having patience. And, and that was coming from, um, I 
I want to believe good place in a sense to help me out but for me it was really sabotaging like I would be even more you know uh, hyper aware of like that language that it's not you know good enough to be understood uh, but parallel to that uh, thing like luckily I had people who really were responding to the way how I think who were maybe not who were not focused on is something said uh, correctly or whatever but like the the, the thread of thoughts uh, and that completely like influenced my language I would see myself like speaking freely uh, having like these abstract thoughts and I would be even surprised in the conversation like oh fuck what happened like how I'm speaking like this now and yesterday I was like completely I guess so you know these kind of corrections and that's why I like the like the the, the concept of you know, not having, um, like, what is broken? What, that, what yeah. does it mean at all? You know, like, it's important to understand each other and to actually um, to, to, to nurture mindfulness and uh, compassion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for that, like, people will, you know, always find a way to understand each other. Yeah, even though I think uh, uh, my first uh, realization of that uh, was during, uh, r- while we were writing our thesis. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I mentioned to some of you and, um, you know, m- my work was recorded pre or writing. So it was very intu- intuitive work and it was recorded and then I was writing about it. And during the wi- during the process of writing, I was making even aware what I did. And I started writing with all this, like, you know, you take references, you read books and you're finding new books, reading chapters and so on. And then you start, I found myself using uh, vocabulary uh, like uh, big words, long words, uh, millions of letters within the word. And then like I reread it. I don't know what I don't understand. You know, when I want to use the word, but I first need to double check the meaning of the word mm-hmm. of the word. And I found it very frustrating. And then I just like completely gave in and just wrote it the way I speak. And of course, that was edited by my friend. But the, the flow of the thought and the speaking from a very subjective point of view was the priority of this that I don't want to tomorrow to read the thesis don't that I do not understand mm-hmm. it feels very fake not true to myself which for me was important and uh, kind of in in order to resist this academic way of like oh this thesis should teach you how to write and what this means how to write to use certain words that I'm personally not comfortable and that maybe limits even people who I want to reach within this yeah. text and work. And for uh, whom is this Yes, and for whom, yes. And uh, w- what it means, one way of working. And I always felt this like I'm going to be, uh, um, you know, marginalized from the, uh, you know, in an in a intellectual way because of the way I'm, I'm writing or speaking and so on. And even with this... Uh, text that you recently read that I mm-hmm. wrote in Serbian which I I don't know if I ever wrote something in Serbian and it's supposed to be translated in English I have no clue how it's going to be translated in English but I also felt like oh my god uh, now it's going to be edited by some doctor of something and I'm like wondering what's going to be ed- because I'm scared I'm actually kind of liking it that it's so wrong, have like so that. many wrong mistakes which are you know, people who's going to read this 
probably gonna do the same mistakes and to not be afraid of this mistake and uh, to not be afraid of like um, yeah not knowing something how to say and then you trying to find another way yeah, yeah to be able to understand everything I mean we had a conversation with uh, one of our professors and he could be called as high level professional uh, scientist because he's publishing his works a lot he's writing he writes a lot but all of his texts like if they are from the newspapers mm. there are no any kind of uh, uh, so wise terminology and everything and then we were talking about that and he was direct and he said that it's bullshit when people uh, trying to write only for their closed circle because everything can be written in plain ordinary language in order to people to understand your thoughts even even though those thoughts are on some uh, uh, broader or higher level or, or, or everything but the language should be used in that way that every mm. everyone can uh, if they want understand it yeah you are just opening much wider uh, much more uh, windows and doors to for people who are like um, not um, yeah not in a in a level of education to understand certain terminology or have approach to certain mm -hmm. ways finding it and then just to elevate you know i'm just thinking like i i, I imagine if, if some of my friends or, or even members of family would read my thesis they would completely dig it you know they would like yeah that's interesting like the way you speak it's just like um how to say on an eye level but in a language way yeah. <laughs> somehow I don't yeah. know, with some people that I spoke, um, they would say, because I, I am with this attitude that you just said that you can speak, you know, uh, without using, I don't know what kind of like uh, big terms, uh, but there is also um, part of like um, uh, word count, you know, that that is sometimes making people like shorten their sentences and then use terminology that it's like describing maybe two processes at the same time mm -hmm. so that you know if mm -hmm. you have like specific amount of characters that is forcing you to kind of in order to tell uh more use some um wording mm -hmm. that has uh simultaneously like several meanings am i i don't know do you yes, know yes. anything Makes sense. Yeah, you are right. Uh, uh, Which is again rules. You know, rules yeah. are this. It is. It it is efficient. Uh, and then if you set up the things like that, then maybe all of us should uh, somehow uh, make an evolution to some other level of understanding things great okay so um let's wrap this because we would need to go soon to the screening of of the movies one more set of movies one more <laughs> set of movies and then we are going back to 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 germany to our el dorado um so yeah thank you so much for this uh, wonderful talk uh, which in the beginning we did not know where it's gonna lead, 
<laughs> but it led to many great places and topics and I'm super happy uh, about it and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was Definitely. Thanks for having us in your podcast. Thank I, you. I believe we will listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for having us in this amazing, in your amazing home. Uh, it's really a home, you know, and uh, having this Orahova cha and coffee and um, ice cream. Oh, my God, you brought a lot of things <laughs> here. Um, so, yeah, thank you for uh, being here. Thank you, Sasha, for your patience. <laughs> And uh yeah. Ciao. 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 Broken English. Broken English.